Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's culture, history, and future trends. doing today well i'm good how are you good good <clears throat> that intro uh made my heart flutter a little bit yeah you know uh you gotta switch things up every now and then i yeah i appreciate that yeah. for sure yeah um but yeah we uh we're here we're ready to get at it we are we're always ready to get at it always ready to get at it it's a good thursday here in uh, the beautiful city of nashville um that it is beautiful yeah it's been uh spring's finally arrived thank goodness yeah, finally. It's been a freaking cold. It's been a long winter. Cold, long winter. I think we can blame it on the groundhog, right? Uh, yeah, I think that is how I blame all my problems, actually, is yeah. on the groundhog. How's that working for you? Um, Not too well. Not too well. <laughs> yeah. Usually when you're an adult and you blame all your problems on an animal. Oh, what's his name? Pucks Tony Phil. How could I forget? Yeah. Um, life doesn't work out for you too well. Life's nuts, yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the weekend. Who isn't? Who isn't? Um, I did, I did have a, uh, I went to a, um, Nashville. Yeah, tell me, tell, how was, what was that, yesterday? Yeah, Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday night. Tell um, me how Wednesday was. Yeah, I went to a Nashville <laughs> podcaster's, uh, group meeting at the Entrepreneurship Center, which if you live in Nashville and uh, haven't been to the Entrepreneurship Center, it's a very cool place. Um, But yeah, there's a big group of people, lots of of really cool ideas. Um, uh, They had a guest speaker, um, talked about uh, storytelling as part of the podcast. Um, Because, you know, I mean, a lot of podcasts are out there, like, telling people's stories and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, So they kind of talked about the the progression, the natural progression, like, a story has, like, you know, there's always a problem. Beginning, middle, and end? A little uh, rising action? Yeah, sort of. (laughs) A little climax? (laughs) It's a little climax. (laughs) A little uh, hero's journey? Hero's journey, exactly. That's pretty much what, no, that's pretty much what it was. It was the hero's journey. The uh, character's uh, change for the better? (laughs) A little beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> little uh, good ending or bad ending. A little uh, death, death I, and destruction. I, I would or... say we're all storytellers, all podcasters. It's not, it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not like we can show. No. Well, I mean, the stories we do on here are like, the stories are already laid out for us. That's so we true. just have to express the story. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. That's fair. So it's just a little different, but very <clears> cool. Um yeah, met some met some couple good people. But yeah, yeah, did you, I'm did go you make back. some good contacts? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of just talked with people around me. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going back. It's It seems like a great resource. When is the next one? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, but... Um, Something that world we live in will be attending, though. The world we live in will be attending. We will be there. Um, well, should we get into the stories? We should. So, this week I came across a story about a mummy, an Egyptian mummy. It's actually uh, the FBI and an Egyptian mummy. So, you know, anything with the FBI is going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) The the FBI, wow. Yeah. What a... uh, What a group. What a a group. (laughs) What a bureau. What a bureau, yes, yes. Great bureau, great bureau. Um, My favorite bureau, actually. <laughs> what, what are some of the other bureaus <laughs> in, your, uh, in your list? I, I can't think of any because they're just so prominent. <laughs> it's just, they're just so far than... <laughs> they're just by so far in every way my favorite bureau. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the, the other ones don't no, even matter. No other bureau is compared. Only the best bureau is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. You know, FBI also stands for uh, <laughs> female, female Body Inspector. Oh man! Do you remember, dude? The first time I saw that shirt, I was probably like, I don't know, like seven or eight, and I was in like, like Washington D.C. or something, and I was just like, oh my goodness! (laughs) Novelty shirts, classic shirts, classic knockoffs, good knockoffs. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, the FBI. So. This this article is actually it was actually in the New York Times, and the title is "The FBI and a Mystery of the Mummy's Head." And um, the the story revolves around uh, like a four thousand year old mummy that um, was found in nineteen fifteen. Um, so a team of American archaeologists were excavating a ancient uh, Egyptian necropolis of Deir el Bersha. And so they broke into the tomb, and um, they were greeted by, like, a obviously, a mummy's... It's a gruesome mm-hmm. sight. And so the, the mummy's head was severed, and it was perched uh-huh. on the coffin. And... Do you know how bad that probably smells? Uh, yeah, pretty bad. A four... What did you say? 4,000-year-old... 4, 4, dead body. Probably, yeah. A lot of dirt. Just nasty. It's, pro- it's damp. Dan- it's dark oh, in there. They're definitely, definitely dark and damp. Yeah. Um, so this tomb that they broke into, they labeled it 10A. So that's like tomb 10A. It was the final resting place of um, Governor Jehutanacht and his wife. And at some point... Um, during the couple's 4,000-year-old uh, nap, little nap they were taking. nap, if you will. Yeah. Um, grave robbers had, grave, uh, grave robbers, excuse me, had uh, broken into the chamber and taken all the jewels and stuff. Of course. Yeah, and uh, they tossed uh, this mummified torso of the governor 
into a corner, and they tried to set the room on fire to cover their tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that worked, but that's what they tried. Of course not. It's a tomb. <laughs> Hidden magic. Everyone knows that. Um, so the archaeologists, um, <clears throat> they went on to recover painted coffins, um, some figurines that had survived the uh, grave robbers, and they sent them to the Museum of Fine Arts uh, in Boston in 1921. And so the collection stayed there in storage until 2009 when the museum um, brought them to exhibition. And the so this decapitated head became like the famous part of this um, of this show. Right. And, um, so anyway, this head, um, this head is like the centerpiece around this whole article because they, um, they, the article is basically them trying to determine what head this is. So they were, throughout the article, they, they do a series of DNA tests. Um, trying to determine whether it was the um, the wife or the or the husband, because right. it was ju- the head was just there. It wasn't uh-huh. on a body, and so mm-hmm. um, now I, I this makes total sense, but I didn't think about it while reading the article. But four thousand years in the desert. In a tomb, basically decays all like DNA. Yeah, I have yeah. to imagine. Yeah, I mean that too. That's a long time. Long time. And the article says Egyptian mummies pose a unique challenge because the desert scorching climate rapidly degrades DNA. Dude, yeah. Um, earlier, Sears it. Yeah, earlier attempts at obtaining DNA either failed or produced contaminated um, by mo- either their results were contaminated by modern DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, to help crack the case of this mummy's head, they brought in, uh, the FBI and their forensic unit. So, um, the, it says the FBI has never worked on a specimen this old. Um, if scientists could extract genetic material from the 4,000 year old mummy, they would add a powerful collecting technique to their forensic arsenal. And, uh, also like... A very interesting um, mm-hmm. way of uh, deciphering Egypt's like past, and especially especially the mummies found in these tombs. Right. And so um, the woman, uh, or this forensic scientist at the FBI, um, her name is I'm I'm gonna try to pronounce this right. Odile. L'Oreal. It looks it looks French. Yeah, it looks French. So I might be butchering that. I apologize. But this woman, um, this woman basically was in charge of. Uh, she was like the head of the team. Yeah, and so Doctor Doctor L'Oreal and her colleagues. Um, reported that they had retrieved ancient DNA from the head, and after more than a century of uncertainty, the mystery of the mummy's head had been laid to rest. So, um, this this couple, um, they were governors 
or he was a governor of, um, well, they, they, they were believed to live around 2000 BC during Egypt's Middle Kingdom, and they ruled in a province uh, of Upper Egypt. And so they, they kind of go through the, the tomb. Um, it's very, um, if you've ever seen ancient Egypt art or ancient Egyptian art, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's characteristic of that. Uh-huh. Hier- hieroglyphics. Yeah. Paintings. Uh, yep. Um, so this was on, most of the artwork was on the coffin. Um, but anyway... The, um, so it goes on and the, um, the skull or the head was missing, um, major facial bones. And so there was a CT scan done, um, by Massachusetts General Mm -hmm. Hospital and it revealed that the head was missing cheekbones and part of its jaw hinge. Features that may have been potentially, uh, or it, that would have potentially provided insight into the mummy's gender or sex. So, this posed a obstacle because now they had to find a different way to right, figure Right, besides it out. facial construction. Yeah, exactly. So it says, all the muscles that are involved in chewing and closing the mouth, the attachment sites of those muscles had been taken out. So, the... That's kind of strange, right? Yeah, it well, the way the way the article reads is it it kind of sounds like it, that was done intentionally. It was. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, they weren't there because it decayed. It, it the the way the article reads it, it makes it sound like someone destroyed them or they were removed once he mm-hmm. had, he he or she had died. Yeah, exactly. So, um Dr. Rajiv Gupta, a neuroradiologist at Massachusetts General, and Dr. Paul Chapman, a neurosurgeon at Massachusetts General, hypothesized that they this might have been part of an ancient Egyptian mummification process known as opening of the mouth ceremony. ceremony. The ritual was performed so the deceased could eat, drink, and breathe in the afterlife. So if you aren't familiar with... And I'm not extremely familiar, but I know I've heard the Egyptians, kind of like uh, the Greeks, believe that you traveled into the afterlife and you lived in the afterlife. So a lot of the stuff that they put in the tomb, it's like money, was jewelry, money. yeah, things that things that you would need today that you'd need in that. You know, who yeah. wants to send their relatives in the afterlife with nothing broke? Yeah, exactly. Basically. So that was kind of the idea there that they would, uh, they would go into the afterlife with everything they had with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's this. So there's this. There's this cut, and it was extremely precise. So, um, Doctor Gupta, Doctor Doctor Chapman, and an oral uh, surgeon performed the bone removal that had been done on this ancient mummy. They performed it on two cadavers using a chisel and a mallet to show that it could have been used, that mm-hmm. this could have been done. B- back in the day, that it was possible. That is possible. A- a- <laughs> I would just say that uh, that aliens weren't 
Uh, that, and, you know, yeah, involved at the time. I mean, aliens is obviously always a possibility for anything anything we talk about. So that's very true. Um, so they drove the chisel between the lips and the gums <clears throat> and behind the wisdom teeth, and they were able to remove the same bones missing in the mummified skull. But there's still the identity press, the identity issue. Right. So this is where this is where it kind of all gets summed up. Um, so since the head had been torn off of the main body, the the researchers had an advantage as they could go up through the neck and try to pull a tooth out. Mm-hmm. So teeth are like. Um, they're like a time capsule for DNA. Right. Especially if they're still lodged in the, in the uh, socket. So the researchers... Um, it's classic. That's like, like in every, you know, like check the dental records. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's different. But like, dude, teeth are so, like so telling about, mm-hmm. dude, what you ate, who you were, where you lived. Oh, for sure. All that stuff. Yeah, it's very true. So they, uh, mm. they end up pulling out a tooth... And, um, Dr. L'Oreal, who, uh, we mentioned previously, uh, that worked for the FBI, um, she runs a DNA test and this tooth belonged, uh, to the male. Wow. Yeah. So, um, it belonged to the governor and in doing so, it helped establish that Egyptian DNA could be extracted from mummies. What's even more interesting, in my opinion, is that this DNA showed that um, the governor's mitochondrial DNA indicated his ancestry on his mother's side was Eurasian. So, instead of coming from... Actually, what what exactly is considered Eurasia? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that is not anything that I've heard since middle school. Probably elementary school. Eurasia is a combined continental landmass of Europe and Asia. So, I guess it's kind of the in-between. Was that like Russia? Mm, like Turkey? I think, yeah, I think it's more of that area. But more leaning towards Europe. So that's, that's, what, that's what they found interesting. Um, so yeah, that on the, on his mother's side, this was, this was oh, a... Oh, that means that they were traveling south from... Or that there was mixing, there's intermixing between... Flashback to, uh, last episode, the, uh, where we challenged the out of Africa theory. Oh, yeah. That was, that was way before this, though. But I understand what you're saying. We're coming. We're coming back. They went out and they've come back. <laughs> they've come back. They've. Uh, they've. They've. Yeah. They've. They've come back. They've arrived. That's true. This was only f- at least four thousand years. It doesn't say how long though. It says we know at least four thousand years. Yeah. That. I mean, that was their estimate. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was. I thought that was really cool. I. I have always found the DNA process that <clears throat> scientists use these days to just be. F- insane it is uh that is something above my pay grade something that i'm not sure i'll ever fully understand um 
but the fact that they can trace something that's 4,000 years old to something that is way older than that on someone's mom's side is pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. It is. Well, it's it's almost like a form of it's almost like a form of time traveling. We are able to get such genetically. Yeah, genetically. Yeah, we're able to get such a in depth glance at someone's. I mean, they figured out that this <clears throat> mummy on his mother's side was like Eurasian. Like they were able to like have a general area of where a four thousand year old body came from yeah i have a i have a couple questions for sure um one do you ever break into a tomb no two would you want to be mummified no i'd want to be cremated oh yeah why would you not want to be mummified it's a good question i don't i don't really know why i wouldn't want to be mummified mm-hmm I do think it would be safe to be buried with, like, a bunch of your, like, personal items. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Um, I don't know. I don't see the body as... I don't see the body as anything important when you die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, once you die... I, I feel similarly. I believe your soul leaves, so the body is just uh-huh. a mass. Follow-up follow question. If yeah. you were not cremated, mm-hmm. would you feel some sense of accomplishment if your body was the one that was dug up 4,000 years from now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? That'd be sick. He did not do anything. <laughs> and yet, no I, was, idea. I was thinking about it. I was no like, idea. man, if they dug me up 8,000 years down the road, I'd be like, oh, heck yeah. I did I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> I was the guy that got dug up. You weren't. <laughs> Scoop on you. <laughs> Scoop on you. Um... So yeah, that's that's really cool. I wonder how many calls the FBI gets that are like this. You know what I mean? Like how many calls do the FBI get where they're like, "Hey, we found Bigfoot. Hey, we found some mummies. Hey, we found some gold that Abraham Lincoln's yeah, army hid." <laughs> oh, dude, dude, that would I was trying to think of a story that we had just done that had the FBI in it. And I was it was like, it was a Civil War gold. Yeah, it was like three episodes ago. That's right. Um, I do want to just go back to the article real fast. Um, so there's a paragraph in here towards the end, and it says, um, "So they verified these results in 2016." So just two years ago. Uh, yeah, and it says that FBI scientists. Um, when they work to confirm the uh, confirm the results, another group affiliated with the Max Planck Institute for Science of Human History in Germany reported their first successful extraction of ancient DNA from Egyptian mummies, and their results showed that their ancient Egyptian samples were closer to modern Middle Eastern and European samples than to modern Egyptians who have more sub-Saharan ancestry. That is interesting. Which is very interesting, very fascinating. And um, Dr. L'Oreal said, it was at the same time, dang, we're not the first. So she was like, oh, someone else has done it. Uh-huh. But we're also had that she expressed happiness to see that they had this Eurasian ancestry. Right. Yeah, so. Uh, a win for the field. Win for the field. One small yeah. tooth for archaeology. Uh-huh. One big bite for mankind. 
<laughs> wow. That was off the top of your head. That was. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> Use that one uh, at your dentist's office. Yeah, let's hope they don't just yank out the teeth. <laughs> Speaking of teeth, my... Yeah. Speaking of teeth, this guy... I'm, I am almost 23, and my wisdom teeth are just coming in. You are. Your birthday is in 14 days. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks? Crazy. Yeah, Eric it's, is it's, just getting his baby teeth in. Just baby teeth. I actually had a tooth fall out <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? I'm gonna put it under my pillow. I was gonna today. say, should yeah. I leave you fifty a dollar? Uh, maybe like ten. Or <laughs> <laughs> maybe a gift card to uh, PF Chang's. <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, so yeah, that that yeah, that's pretty much the sum of the story. Um, like I said, I I just I'm I am I am fascinated with the DNA aspect. Um, and I mean solving. I mean solving a crime with DNA evidence is one thing, um, but like a four thousand year old mummy. And I mean they've they even, dude. I even I think it's incredible when they do like, um, uh, what's it called? Carbon. Uh, carbon dating. Carbon dating. Excuse me. With like, um, yeah, with like really like documents. I mean, well that uh, Dead like, Sea Scrolls. Yeah, or, yeah, or any any type of stuff like that. So I think that's very cool, very cool. Um, so I have a I have one or two others there. I would like to talk about. Well, you've been to Kenya, Kyle. I have. I've been to Kenya. And I just ran across this in the news the other day that there. So did you guys go to the Great Rift Valley? We did, the you Great did. Rift Valley. We mm-hmm. did. We looked over it. That's incredible. That it, had to be just like... It was. Just like a holy shit. It's something you see, and we were like, hey, this is like, we're just going to pull over now. Yeah. Like, we, we weren't driving. Like, we had we didn't know where we were going, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we were like, yeah, let's pull over. And we just looked at it probably for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes. Mm. It is super pretty. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, so I don't want to compare it, but that's kind of what it felt like. You just look at it, and you're like, oh, wow, like, this is so awesome. The Great Rift Valley stretches 3,700 miles. There you go. Wow. That's very cool. So, was there any wildlife? Oh, yeah. Was there a lot of wildlife? Dude, a ton. Yeah. A ton. That's so sick. That's so sick. Yeah, I was I was definitely jealous that you guys, you and Elliot and Dan went. Um, well, cool. Yeah, so there was a uh, a large crack in the Eastern African Rift, um, and so this article is from PBS, and uh, yeah, oh, for viewers like you. <laughs> God dang it. This this looks like oh it looks like the movie San Andreas minus The Rock and minus L A yeah just a huge just a big old crack giant, in the yeah, middle it's just a giant tear in the earth this picture uh, I mean it says so this will happen in the next fifty million years and it has you know do you see it that bit of Africa breaking yeah. off scroll down there you go that guy ah a little subcontinent yeah there you go. Um, well, next 50 million years, man. We, we won't be here to see it. We will not be here. Nope. Um, so, 
This is always crazy to me that, like, oh, I don't think we take for granted, like, the Earth that is still... No, we don't think about it. Still developing and, like, underneath us, it's, like, moving... All the time. Like, we're just, we're building, we're building societies and cities and it, the Earth underneath us is always, like, active. It's always shifting. It's, it's alive. The Earth is alive. Earth, it is. It totally is alive. And it is... I mean, look at look at the the Himalayas. Mount Everest, I'm pretty sure, is still like growing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a couple centimeters each year. And it like it has been for, I'm pretty sure, millions of years, and it. Yeah. I'm sure it will be, and this uh, this crack in Africa is just gonna. I mean, it it looks like just keep getting you know in Kenya just bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's almost like we are living here and the earth, I mean, we're living on the earth, but it could give like two shits like what we do. It's going to do whatever it wants to do, no matter what. We, right, people, people don't think of earth as us like, like renting. No. We are, we, we are not owners of the earth. The earth is alive and can kill us and we'll be fine. The earth owns us. We need the earth. The Earth doesn't need us. The Earth, no. The Earth would probably be better without us. The Earth would probably do more without us. Yeah. Um, So kind of going off this idea, I came across a um, an article talking about how the oceans are involved in creating like the magnetic field of of the of the earth which i had no idea about until i came across this article um and it was it was these um these satellites that were able to um show how they were able to show how the um uh, the oceans are involved in creating um the magnetic field um, around the Earth, and it was really interesting. Do you because I just I just from what I knew, it's the it's like the um, the Earth's core that creates the magnetic field that protects us from like sun blasts and radiation from the sun and all that. And um, I I had no idea the oceans were involved in the process. I did not either. But I guess it makes sense. The oceans take up like two thirds. Two thirds of the of the world. It's like sixty seven percent. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's that's always baffling. Um, but yeah, so just I don't know. just kind of just kind of makes you think. Well, right here, if these charged particles weren't deflected by the magnetic field, they would jumble the navigation of satellites and aircraft, and even interfere with electrical power grids. Damn. So thank you, ocean. I love the oceans. Love that, love that ocean. Um, but no, I was, I was, what I was saying is, um, it, it just, it just makes you think like we are just like so small. I hate using the word insignificant because we are significant, but. 
in the grand scheme of things, we, like, aren't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I w- right. I kind of agree that significant isn't the right word because yeah. we do have such a large impact. But I, I think small is definitely appropriate. Small small is for sure. I mean, if you... every I'm sure everyone has seen a video where it's like, oh, this is where you live. And then it zooms out 100 miles. And then it zooms out 1,000 miles. And then it's like, oh, now the Earth's a ping pong ball. Yeah. And Next then you zoom you- out to the sun, and now the sun's a ping pong ball. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And our sun is, like, small in comparison to other suns I, in the in Other the, stars, uh, in yeah. The Milky Way. Yeah, or other, other stars. In the Milky Way. We, like, have a small sun, which is nuts. I mean, yeah, what's this sun like? Oh, I don't even want to say it because I'm going to yeah. get it wrong. No, you know, how many, how many how earths, many earths can, can fit? fit into the sun? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I thought that was awesome. Um, classic trivia question. How many earths can fit into the sun? One million... 300,000 Earths can fit into the sun. And we have a smaller sun. We do. Small guy. So, that's fun to think about. Always fun. Um, And some some people, our Earth is so big that some people think that the Earth is flat. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Are we going there today? Are you going there today? I, I wasn't planning on it. I was just saying, you know, like, if the Earth was smaller, do you know, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, some yeah, people yeah, are like, yeah, oh, yeah. why don't we just slide off the Earth? I asked that very same question, but I was in, like, first grade. That is one of the most illogical, like, like, it makes zero sense. Zero. I don't even I don't even have to know what they think and I know that it is just illogical. If you aren't I don't even want to say gifted in science, but if you don't know like anything about science and you see the world, you would think like how like how is there water on the bottom of the world? Like how doesn't the water how don't well, how don't people just fall off? <laughs> just slide off. Yeah, I mean I mean that's what they thought in like in like the Middle Ages. They thought that if you went to a certain period, you would just fall off you the, just, the earth. You'd just, you'd just slide off. You'd I mean, those, pe- off. those people just don't understand gravity and, like, relativity. I mean, well, well they, had, I mean they, they, had, they hadn't traveled. They hadn't been around the no. world. Yeah. Like, gra- like, gravity, like, pictures of the earth from outer space. Like, are those... Well, hey, some people think that we've never, uh, we've never been. Stop. Stop crazy I mean I don't even know how like anyone has a discussion on flat earth because it is just to me this is just my personal feeling it's mm-hmm. just I don't know how you can discuss it what do you mean it's like it's so obvious it's not even worth to me it is so obvious that I would not even wow yeah Kyrie so Kyrie Irving Ky- the uh, yeah. basketball player wasn't uh, didn't B.O.B. Yeah, B.O.B. is one. Uh, Kyrie Irving said that he believed that the earth was flat because he spent too much time on Twitter. He, I mean, that he makes blamed sense. it on, on the internet. Um, B.O.B. is also a flat earth guy. That is true. That's crazy. 
it's ironic that he thinks that and he's fallen off the uh, the music charts. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. It's crazy to me that those those dudes have flown like around the world and still think the Earth is flat. I know. Do you know what I, you know what I mean? Like when you fly. Also, what doesn't make sense to me is if you like you can literally fly from L.A. around the world and back to L.A. Like you know what I mean? That uh-huh. would be impossible if the Earth were flat. You'd you'd have you'd to, have to go well. You'd have to go back instead of keep going in one direction. You know what I mean? You could go like under the world. Yeah, but you wouldn't be on you wouldn't be on Earth then if the Earth is just no, one I, plane. Uh, yeah. Like you, you would be on a different dimension. You'd, or you'd, something. you'd, you'd have to like scoop it. Yeah. You'd have to. <laughs> you would. You would also like. like That's what I'm saying. Is that those dudes? I know Kyrie has traveled the world. Like I know he's been to China. He's like, obviously been around. He's the world. played in the Olympics before. Yeah. Like that dude has been places. <laughs> yeah, that's what I understand. Um, crazy. Oh man, <clears throat> I, I I looked up I looked up flat Earth, like theory. It says Earth's day and this is um through the through a flat Earther's eyes. It says Earth's day and night cycle is explained by posting by positing that the sun and moon are spheres measuring thirty two miles. That move in circles 3,000 miles above the plane of the Earth. Stars, they say, move in a 30, move in a plane 3,100 miles up. Like spotlights, these celestial spheres, spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle. Flat Earthers believe. There must also be an invisible, quote-unquote, anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar cycles. Sorry, lunar eclipses. That is, like, a harder thing to believe than just, like, thinking the Earth is round. Furthermore. Don't do this. Earth's gravity is an illusion. (laughs) Oh! Objects do not accelerate downward. Instead, the disk of Earth accelerates upward at 32 feet per second squared. That is 9.8 meters per second squared, driven up by a mysterious force they call dark energy. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Currently, there's a disagreement among flat earthers. (laughs) (laughs) There's tension among the ranks about whether or not Einstein's theory of relativity permits, permits Earth to accelerate upward indefinitely without the planet eventually surpassing the speed of light. Oh. Crazy. As for what lies underneath the disk of the Earth, this is unknown. But most flat Earthers believe is compromised of rocks. There you go. I forget uh, which civilization, but they said that Earth was formed on the back of a turtle. Oh, dude. Oh, gosh. That wasn't Scientology, was it? No. That'd be cool if it was. I know, I, I've heard that before. Oh, who was it? No, that was in that was in a book. Someone had someone wrote that in a book, I believe. Oh wow, there there's there's more than there are multiple cultures 
I just looked up. Uh, it's called the World Turtle. Um, India, China, and North America all have creation stories where the Earth is held up by a turtle. I could have sworn someone wrote that in a book. Like it was written in a book that the Earth was on a turtle, and so on. Oh, legs. is that holy buckets? What book is that? Yeah, it was definitely in some book. Um, Dude, I can't remember. Yeah. Check that out. Um, but yeah. It, it, yeah. The creation stories are really interesting, especially like Native American and a lot of the indigenous cultures around the world all, all have creation stories that are somewhat similar. Especially concerning... I think that is very interesting. Very, very interesting. I think... Especially concerning the Earth. I think that is very, very interesting. The formation of the stars. Like, even, even like, Genesis. Uh, also have a flood narrative. Also interesting, multiple cultures with a flood narrative. Dude, I can't find it. I, yeah. know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though. I know you've heard of it. I'm frustrated that I can't find it. Yeah, well, we'll have to. I'll, we'll we'll include it in the show notes, and yeah, like I said, I know it's in some book. But anyway, um, got anything else? What have you come across any uh, interesting stories lately? Um, not not this week. Um, this week I've been uh. Not doing a lot of reading, unfortunately. I've been oh. a I've been a bad citizen That's of the tough. world. I haven't. I know Facebook's under fire right now. Did you see that they questioned him for like ten hours? I did. Dude, can you imagine? No. I can't even like talk to someone for more than like three <clears throat> hours. That has to be just physically and mentally draining. Ten hours. Well, and you you know what's crazy is that he you know he was prepped by like all of his his oh, lawyers gosh, to like. Oh gosh, dude, he had like document. They all whenever they go in front of like the Senate commission on whatever, that's like documents in front of them, just all the papers they can have. Um. I saw that. I saw that U.S. and China are. Um, arguing or. They're they're threatening to have a trade war against each other. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, there's the uh, supposed uh, supposed um, chemical attack in Syria. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You know, I saw an article. I did. I did see. It was it was done by Vice. I'm not sure if it's the same one that we did before because it was a while ago. Okay. But if it was a woman claiming to have sexual relations with a ghost pirate. A ghost pirate? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah. That. And and Vice, um, Vice did it, and she said that, uh, like, oh. post-world things have are still sexual, and she, I don't know, I, I was at work. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to indulge in the, no, in the yeah, whole yeah. thing. There's a guy, uh, speaking of Vice, I saw a dude who supposedly gets high on ketamine and has these visions where he supposedly, like, meets angels, and mm. apparently one of these angels, um, like, inhabited his body, and the guy now dresses like a woman. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But... 
Yeah, anyway, I think it was ketamine. Um, but yeah, this guy was like... Where, where is this from? This is on Vice. This guy, like, he, like, lived, he lived out in the woods, and he, uh... Oh, was it, was this in the, the, the United States? This guy was British. Okay. And, yeah, he lived out in the woods, and, um... Yeah, he basically just was telling his story on, like, how he, uh... How he like gets high? Dude, what what happens in the woods, man's I th- I think should stay in the woods. Nothing. I would thought about this taking out the trash the other day. I don't think I'll ever not be scared of the dark. Just be just <laughs> from the possibilities of like what could be, uh, yeah. what could be out there. I, uh, dude, I am I am. I'm definitely afraid of the dark. I would say that's probably my biggest fear. Yeah. It's just like the mind starts to like wander and you're like, God. It is. You, you, end, up, you end up playing yourself. You do. It, well, we totally do it to ourselves. You're like, what could be out there that could like harm me or kill me? And most of the time, most of the time, it's more real like, it's more physical than non-physical, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like it's like, physical danger is more imminent. Physical danger is totally more imminent, but I am more scared of non-physical danger. Really? Yeah, oh, I'm... I'm. Like yeah. what? What non-physical danger? Well, I haven't encountered any non-physical danger, so mm-hmm. it's completely irrational for me to think like that, but my mind always goes, goes to, like, the non-physical... That's interesting. ...danger. Yeah, I don't know why. I have a I have a, a follow up question that yeah. I asked earlier. What's the reason that you wouldn't raid a tomb? What is the reason I wouldn't raid a tomb? Uh huh. Um. I think it's. I think it's respect. I think it's a little bit of respect. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A person was like laid to rest there, yep. and that's their place. Uh huh. They have all their stuff there, and I just have no reason to. That's their mess that's with their that. place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just have no reason to no reason to mess with that. Now, I think there's a difference between like raiding and researching. I agree. Okay, so like, if you raid something, like you're stealing their stuff. Uh huh. Now, I'm sure some people would argue that even researchers are stealing, or like the article... The excavators. Yeah, the excavators. Like, you're still stealing their stuff. Mm. Even if they research it and do, like, tests on it, you're still, like, invading that. Oh, it's it's absolutely a private space. So, Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's respect. Yeah. I, that is, dude, especially at like graveyards, I. Well, I'm I, I'm asking because it's it's the how people view that is very very. Oh yeah. I feel like individual. Yeah, it is. It's very individual, and I hate walking in graveyards because I feel like I'm stepping on people and their space. Fair enough. Yeah. So, what about you? 
Would you raid a tomb? I would not, mostly yeah. because I don't want that bad energy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's that you are bringing bad energy upon yourself. Um, I, I I I wouldn't disagree. Unless the only way I would do it, unless I was Indiana Jones, and that was my like my job. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that I would get there in life, but Indiana Jones is quite a few years older than I am. That is true. So I don't know. Um, Indiana Jones is also a little bit. I don't. I can't say that. I was gonna say he's more lucky, but I'm pretty lucky. Indiana Jones is always fighting, like, bad people as well. He is. So I think there is kind of that aspect. He is like the lesser James Bond. Wow. They're similar characters. I don't know if I agree with that. They're, they're, they're similar. They're so similar. Mm. What? How are <laughs> they not similar? I mean, their stories are similar, but, like... But, like, James Bond is an international spy. Uh-huh. Um, I'm saying the prototype characters are similar. Okay. They are adventurous, super lucky, good-looking, like, get the girl, Mm -hmm. figure their way out of situations, like, always fighting the bad guy, like, work for the good guy, kind of a loner. Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones... Well, I shouldn't say that. James Bond is kind of a rebel as well, even though he works for like a government organization. Kidding, he goes missing all the time. No, Q, I know. He, he, they're yeah. always. Whatever. Would you rather be Indiana Jones or James Bond? I know my answer. James Bond is cooler, but I feel like James Bond has always. The girl that he's talking to always gets like murdered. That, yeah, he that does. Would, well, he puts him in harm's way. That would weigh on me heavily. Puts him in harm's way. I think I'd be more emotionally suited for mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But James Bond is like, a, you know, is is at the top. Would you... So uh, yeah. for, that, for that reason, I would have to say James Bond. I would agree. I'm James Bond as well. For most of the reasons you said, but also yeah. I like... I, if I had to, like... I'm going to change that. I'm going Indiana Jones because he's happier. Wow. I don't believe James Bond is happy. James Bond has been through some shit. That's for sure. I will choose the happier life. Um, yeah. I would also, like... Secretly, like, like to be British. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> what 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 would you do differently than your American self? Um, well, it's no secret that we enjoy soccer. It or is. Football. That's not a secret. It's no secret. So I I think that I would I would love that. Um, also I I've never been to never been to Great Britain, but okay. um, I think I would enjoy the climate a little bit better. You do. You, yeah. Eric, for those of you who don't know, Eric is a, a man of the cold. The cold, colder weather. So. I think that is... I can't believe it. <laughs> but yeah, James Bond for sure. Also, I like Europe, and he's mostly in Europe. Although he does... I know he goes to South America. A little travel. A little travel. I mean, he's an international man of mystery. 
<laughs> and intrigue. But yeah. Um, what? Oh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, you sure? Well, I was just going to say, would you rather be Indiana Jones, um, uh, Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible, or... I've never even seen Mission Impossible. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? So not that. No, I watch good movies. That's lame. Have you... Dude, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible is like... Classic. Oh, is it? Is it classic? Have you seen Triple X? No. Oh, come on. Gosh, you're so uncultured. Oh. You uncultured swine. Yes, excuse me. That's what I'll do uh, in between this week and next week. I'll I'll give a review. Yeah. Yeah. Of MI3. We have a review of, uh, yeah, Mission Impossible 3. I've heard that's the best one. Triple X. Triple X with Vin Diesel is definitely better. I, okay, I'm, that's where I draw the line. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to watch. Yes. A Vin Diesel. Yes. No. Vin Diesel knows what's up. Well, I think that's all I got. <laughs> I'm going to end there with Triple X and uh, Vin Diesel and, uh, yeah. I will as well. Um, if you tweet Eric anytime this week, movie suggestions, uh, I will watch those. Kyle's going to review movies. Um, I, I'm up for that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Tweet us at World We Live in Pod. Uh, yeah, give us a shout out. We'll shout out you as well on the on the podcast. Um, follow. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. At my Facebook. Um, Follow us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. We're on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Spotify, um, iTunes. Uh, rate and review. Um, we've been at we've been at we've been at eight ratings for like three four months. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I think people just don't. They're they're too intrigued by the good content. That must be the case. That I mean that that's uh, they're just like. After the podcast ends, they're just, like, so enamored with what we'd said about Triple X and Vin Diesel that after that, it's just like, God, I need to think about that, and they just forget. We're too provocative to, to go right. People have, we, we give people other things to, to do. Yeah. I think that's totally true. Call to action. Go Call rate the <laughs> podcast. Speaking of a hero's journey. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, <laughs> see how we tied that all in? Yeah, we were good at that. Um... So yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we love doing this every week, and uh, we're back on our we're back on our schedule. This episode will be out on Friday, and um, wow, it's two episodes this week. Oh, what what a, what a treat! What a treat! Just like a double stuffed Oreo. <laughs> Just like a regular Oreo, or like a. Different flavors or... Oh, dude. All you need is the double stuff. Just the double stuff. All you need is the double stuff. It doesn't matter. It's just got to be double stuff. I feel that. I feel that. Um, Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye.